Good morning. Our service of morning prayer begins on page three. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Continuing on on page 7, O Lord, open now our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. In the Lou with Venite, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalm for this morning is Psalm 71, which begins on page 425. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me, and deliver me in thy righteousness. Incline thy ear unto me, and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteousness and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall always be of thee. I am become, as it were, a monster unto many, but my sure trust is in thee. O oh, let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God, my God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. 
Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God, and will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hast taught me from my youth up until now. Therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done, O God, who is like unto thee. O what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me! And yet thou didst turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comforted me on every side. Therefore will I praise thee in thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou o Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul, whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded and brought unto shame that seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the book of First Kings. Now Ben-Hadad the king of Syria gathered all his forces together. Thirty-two kings were with him, his horses and chariots, and he went up and besieged Samaria and made war against it. Then he sent messengers into the city to Ahab king of Israel, and said to him, Thus says Ben-Hadad, Your silver and your gold are mine, your loveliest wives and children are mine. And the king of Israel answered and said, My lord, O king, just as you say, I and all that I have are yours. Then the messengers came back and said, Thus speaks Ben-Hadad, saying, Indeed, I have sent to you, saying, You shall deliver to me your silver and your gold, your wives and your children. But I will send my servants to you tomorrow about this time, and they shall search your house and the houses of your servants, and it shall be that whatever is pleasant in your eyes they will put in their hands and take it. So the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Notice, please, and see how this man seeks trouble, for he sent to me for my wives, my children, my silver, and my gold, and I did not deny him. And all the elders and all the people said to him, Do not listen or consent. Therefore he said to the messenger of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord the king all that you sent for to your servant the first time I will do, but this thing I cannot do. And the messengers departed and brought back word to him. Then Ben-Hadad sent to him and said, The gods do so to me, and more also, if enough dust is left of Samaria for a handful for each of the people who follow me. So the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, Let not the one who puts on his armor boast like the one who takes it off. And it happened when Ben-Hadad heard this message, as he and the kings were drinking at the command post, that he said to his servants, Get ready, and they got ready to attack the city. Suddenly a prophet approached Ahab, king of Israel, saying, Thus says the Lord, 
Have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hand today, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ahab said, By whom? And he said, Thus says the Lord, By the young leaders of the provinces. Then he said, Who will be set? Who will set the battle in order? And he answered, You. Then he mustered the young leaders of the provinces, and there were two hundred and thirty-two. And after them he mustered all the people, all the children of Israel, seven thousand. So they went out at noon. Meanwhile, Ben-Hadad and the thirty-two kings helping him were getting drunk at the commanding post. The young leaders of the provinces went out first, and Ben-Hadad sent out a patrol, and they told him, saying, Men are coming out of Samaria. So he said, If they have come out for peace, take them alive, and if they have come out for war, take them alive. Then these young leaders of the provinces went out of the city with the army which followed them, and each one killed his man. So the Syrians fled, and Israel pursued them, and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, escaped on a horse with the cavalry. Then the king of Israel went out and attacked the horses and chariots and killed the Syrians with a great slaughter. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, Go, strengthen yourself, take note, and see what you should do. For in the spring of the year the king of Syria will come up against you. Then the servants of the king of Syria said to him, Their gods are the god of the hills. Before they were stronger than we. But if we fight against them in the plain, surely we will be stronger than they. So do this thing. Dismiss the kings, each from the position, and put captains in their places. And you shall muster an army like the army that you have lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot. Then they will fight against them in the plain. Surely we will be stronger than they. And he listened to their voice and did so. So it was in the spring of the year that Ben-Hadad mustered the Syrians and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were mustered and given provisions, and they went against them. Now the children of Israel encamped before them like two flocks of goats, while the Syrians filled the countryside. Then a man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel and said, Thus says the Lord, Because the Syrians have said the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys, therefore I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand and you shall know that I am the Lord. Then they encamped opposite each other for seven days, though it was that on the seventh day the battle was joined, and the children of Israel killed one hundred thousand foot soldiers of the Syrians in one day. But the rest fled to Aphek, into the city. Then a wall fell on twenty-seven thousand of the men who were left. And Ben-Hadad fled and went into the city, into an inner chamber. Then his servants said to him, Look now, we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings. Please, let us put sackcloth around our waist and ropes around our heads and go out to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they wore sackcloth around their waist and put ropes around their heads and came to the king of Israel and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad says, Please let me live. And he said, Is he still alive? He is my brother. Now the men were watching closely to see whether any sign of mercy would come from him. And they quickly grasped at his word and said, Your brother Ben-Hadad. So he said, Go bring him. And Ben-Hadad came out to him, and he had him, he had him come up into the chariot. So Ben-Hadad said to him, The cities which my father took from your father I will restore, and you may set up marketplaces for yourself in Damascus, as my father did in Samaria. Then Ahab said, I will send you away with this treaty. 
So he made a treaty, treaty with him and sent him away. Now a certain man of the sons of the prophet said to his neighbor by the word of the Lord, Strike me, please. And the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, surely as soon as you depart from me, a lion shall kill you. And as soon as he left, a lion found him and killed him. And he found another man and said, Strike me, please. So the man struck him, inflicting a wound. Then the prophet departed and waited for the king by the road and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. Now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle, and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. And he hastened to take the bandage away from his eyes, and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have let slip out of your hand a man whom I appointed to utter destruction, therefore your life shall go for his life, and your people for his people. So the king of Israel went to his house sullen and displeased, and came to Samaria. Here endeth the first lesson. Together the Benedictus S on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of James. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? But he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? 
here endeth the second lesson. Together the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophet, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he swore to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day sprang from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. It's good to see everyone today after a very successful week at our Anglican Joint Synods. Still, in thinking last night on the plane about what I wanted to say this morning, I found it impossible to escape how our understanding of the world around us has changed in the last week. There's a wealth of materials this morning. We're six days into our eight days of James, which we'll finish on Tuesday. And the same day, we'll also finish the first book of Kings. I'll even touch on the psalm, but let me first start with the colic. This week's colic is one of my favorites because it puts front and center the struggle that every Christian faces in his or her walk with God. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. In his expert commentary on our prayer book, Massey Hamilton Shepherd reminds us that this language, inserted into the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, explicitly evokes what we or our godparents promised in our baptismal ceremony when the priest said, Dost thou therefore in the name of this child renounce the devil and all his works, the vain pomp and glory of the world, with all covetous desires of the same, and the sinful fleshes of the flesh, sinful desires of the flesh, so thou wilt not follow nor be led by them? Of course, this is an explicit reference to the devil, and with it the fall, original sin, and our temptation to sin. More in a minute. Next, our psalm is from near the end of the second of the five books of Psalms. It is not explicitly labeled as Davidic, but is widely assumed to be by King David. One reason is the tone. A second is the language that the psalmist uses, particularly for his trust in the Lord. There are also many parallels to Psalm 31, which is marked a psalm of David. As in many psalms, one of the themes of David's lament is the threat he faced from his enemies, which, in addition to Goliath, have included Saul, Absalom, and Sheba. But here, some of the language is a little different, as he explicitly calls out what is labeled evil by Thomas Coverdale in his 16th century translation. As verse 12, in verse 12, is numbered in our prayer book, David says, let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. And in verse 13, it proclaims, they are confounded and brought unto shame that seek to do me evil. However, the King James does not say evil, but instead uses, says, seek my hurt, language that is retained in the New King James and the English Standard Version. Then as now, when passing judgment on acts of violence, under God's law, we draw distinctions as to why somebody is committing such acts even if they are deadly. Nearly all of David's violence was sanctioned by the God of Israel as part of that nation fulfilling the manifest destiny that God promised to Abraham centuries earlier. In our, modern time, in our modern times, we draw finer distinctions about war. So fighting military targets might fit under a category of a just war, while executing innocent civilians would be against the Geneva Convention and likely termed a war crime. However, violence is still violence. The German civilians killed in World War II were just as dead as, say, the English or Russian ones, and their orphans suffered a violent loss that they did nothing to deserve. In our Old Testament, we are in the middle of the reign of King Ahab of the Northern Kingdom. Today, God has delivered Israel from certain defeat at the hand, hands of the Syrians, 
However, because Ahab did not follow God's command, much as Saul did with the Amalekites, God sends one of the, his prophets to condemn Ahab. Overall, Ahab and his wife Jezebel are two of the most evil characters in the Old Testament. On Thursday, Jezebel murdered hundreds of prophets of God, and on Monday, Ahab steals the vineyard of Naboth, and so God sends Elijah to condemn both Ahab and Jezebel. Tuesday, Ahab will die in battle, while on October 26th, Jezebel will be executed by Ahab's successor, Yehu. Finally, our New Testament passage opens with the phrase, wars and fights. But the New King James is potentially misleading. By context, I think the quarrels and fights of the ESV better captures the tone of this passage, which is about disagreements among the faithful in the early Christian church. In the first five verses, James calls out several sins, lust, murder, adultery, covetousness, and later he calls on Christians to resist the devil. Thus, this passage links to our colic and baptismal vows when we are called to resist the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Our readings offer similar solutions to this internal problem. In the colic, we ask to follow thee, the only God, with pure hearts and minds. In James 4, 6, Pride is the root cause and humility the solution. In verse 8, James calls on us to draw near to God. In Psalm 71, the psalmist calls out to God, Go not far from me, O God. My God, haste thee to help me. How are we to do this? As in other Psalms of David, the solution is to be constantly praising God. That is to say, to have a regular life of prayer. Meanwhile, what is the answer to evil? Again, as modeled by David, the answer is the same as for anything else in this world, to trust in the Lord. Does that mean, for example, the deployment of a thousand or a million prayer warriors will immediately wipe terrorism off the face of the earth? I'm pretty sure that was tried several years ago, and the scourge of this sort of violence is still with us, particularly for Christians overseas. Still, we know our God is a just God. As St. John promises us in the book of Revelation, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There should be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Why not here? Why not now? As David and Jesus constantly remind us, the only answer is to trust in God. Just because we don't know when or how he will bring peace to the world, we know it will happen. Instead, every day we pray, as Jesus tossed us, Thy will be done. So our prayers this day and every day are for a reduction of violence, pain, and suffering. However, we must await the new creation, perfected from all human sin, before we can witness an elimination, an elimination of all suffering, sin, and evil from the world. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. 
Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. And may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together, the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God and merciful Father, who wouldst have the kingdoms of the world become the kingdom of thy Son, Jesus Christ, bestow thy blessing, we beseech thee, upon all who labor for peace and righteousness among the peoples, that the day may be hastened when war shall be no more, and they will only shall govern the nations upon earth. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Britt for making this morning's worship possible. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Everyone.